Leafs, NHL, Rumors, Prospects, Answer, and everything in between. This is the Shanaclan Podcast with Hobbs and Lugsy. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Shanaclan Podcast. I'm here with Hobbs and I'm Lugsy and this episode is a big, big episode. We've got your playoff preview here, hot and ready. Some juicy takes here, some hot takes. Hobson, let's get into it, okay? So this episode, first things first, we've got a Shanaclan fan question from David. David McSween, he's a longtime listener, kind of a friend of the show. He hasn't been on the show, but I'd consider him a friend. So David's been David's been great for giving us questions, eh? Oh, he's been he's, he's been, been rocking them off. He's the it's, only it's guy amazing. giving us questions. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. A great no, because like you'll you'll tweet out, hey, do any of you guys have questions for us? And then people just, will like it. They oh won't. my god, it's the worst. I got for the uh, for the record, I got I think four or five likes on that tweet today about asking uh, for questions. And it's like, guys, I, I didn't say like if you have a question. I said like. <laughs> reply to me with a question and we'll answer right. it but yeah it's whatever whatever i'm not i'm over it i'm not over it but i'm over it oh well mm-hmm. so the question from david comes as this is miko kokkinen's offense a flash in the pan or is this legit so to give this co- uh, question some context miko kokkinen is a signee on i think he's on a pto no he's on an elc from the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's now been playing on the Toronto Marlies for the past like two weeks. Uh, from Finland, this pat from Finland this season, and uh, Kokkinen, I believe, has about six points in eight games. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, I didn't realize he had that many until you posed the question in the prep. I checked it out and I was like, oh shit, he's actually doing pretty well in the AHL. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I'm just gonna search it up. Just for no, I've got I've got it right in front of me. He's got you? one one goal, five assists in eight games. Okay, so, so yeah, six points in eight games, and um, his points previously from Finland are not anything to uh, write home about because he's got uh, this mm-hmm. this season. He's got ten points in fifty games with Ukrit Mikkeli from the SM Liga. So mm-hmm. that tells you that Miko Kokkinen is being used as a really stay at home defense, but like really used heavily on the defensive side of things, um, which is encouraging considering the fact that he's being brought over here. And we know that or we should know that his defensive game is strong. So with this in mind, I think the offense is a bit of a flash in the pan management probably is protecting him, trying to get his confidence going on the North American ice. I don't expect him to keep going with this offensive output because let's face it for the past four years, he's been in the SM Liga. He just hasn't been, he hasn't put up those numbers. So that's, that immediately tells you that, yeah, this is probably a flash in the pan, but if it's not, if he keeps doing this, that's absolutely amazing. The only issue is, is that he's a left-handed defenseman and he's 5'11", so not the biggest guy. So he's be- he better make up that uh, difference with a high IQ and strong defensive play. And uh, Hobbs on the show is ripping some uh, some beers. I love it. Or just weather outside, man. I'm drinking yeah. the uh, I'm drinking the beer of summer right here for those. Uh... Brava. Yeah, for those who uh, are listening and can't see, yes, yeah, it's very, <laughs> very beautiful. I was doing some, uh, I was doing some like weather, weather forecasts and stuff over at uh, at six ten, and I was looking at the weather report, and every day it was just 
all right, well, today it's 20 and sunny, tomorrow 21 and sunny, Wednesday 24 and sunny, Thursday 26 and sunny. It's just, fuck, we're, I, I don't know where you all are listening from, but man, it's where, where we are. It's just absolutely stunning all week. Yeah, and I've been landscaping uh, for the past two oh, weeks. fun stuff. Construction landscaping. So I, I actually enjoy it. I, I like mm-hmm. it a lot. So There you go. There you go, uh, man. That's it's, all It's a matters. lot of fun. So mm-hmm. now switching gears because this is the meat of the show. This is the real heart of the lineup here. The playoffs. We're in May. We love the yoffs. The yoffs. The The yoffs. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So first things first, the very first series I want to bring up to you. Wait, no. How about this? Hobson, do you have a bracket made? Uh, I've got one to an extent. Yes. I've got all my, I, okay. So I've got all my picks for the first and second round. And then I haven't, really established who i think is going to come out in the conference finals yet because i don't know what the seating is i will i will i will by the time we get there but i I, i'd say i've got enough of a bracket now that i can like we can delve into our predictions because i hope my bracket loads for a sec here because i'm just going to bring mine up that's just going to be awkward if it doesn't load eh? uh i don't think it is crap let's just we should just go through every single series yeah, they are predictions one by one, and then we'll just we'll we'll okay, kind of we'll, we'll work it out from there. Sure. Uh, okay. Well, I, I've got my bracket here. Um, All right. Let's get things started here. All right. So, here's here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Hobson. Here's the thing. So we've got we've got Colorado, St. Louis. Okay. Colorado and St. Louis. A lot of people are going to be like, yeah, that's, that's a runaway pick. That's, that's Colorado. Hobson, what do you think? I don't think it's a runaway pick. I, I, I don't think any, any playoff matchup is ever a runaway pick. And I think it's been like that ever since. I mean, I'm sure there have been some crazy upsets in the past that I wasn't alive to know about. But Mm -hmm. if you even want to just look back two years ago, the 2019 20 playoffs when Columbus fucking swept Tampa Bay, Ever since that happens, like as a, in the modern era, I just can't, I can't call any matchup a sure thing. I wouldn't be, I, 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 even the Leafs, like everyone's like, if you looked at Sportsnet anchors predictions yesterday, every single one of their hosts, their analysts, their reporter, everything, they all said Leafs in five, Leafs in six or Leafs in yeah. seven. Even Eric Engels, the Habs beat reporter said <laughs> Leafs in seven. So uh... even, even with all the people that are saying that the Leafs and the Leafs and the Habs is like like Toronto's got all the odds going for them. I still don't feel confident enough to say yes, they're absolutely going to win the series. Like I have, we'll get to that later. Obviously, I'm just using that as an example. But getting back to your question, Mark, <clears throat> no, I don't think it's a runaway series. I mean, we're talking about a St. Louis Blues team that won the Cup two years ago. So while they obviously might not be a Cup contender this year, I don't think anyone's really re- really hammering them in, especially with the fact that they're playing Colorado in the first round definitely not a runaway um personally i've got colorado winning that one in six games interesting mm-hmm. yeah you know what i i think six is fair because like st louis they play a strong enough system where they they can just counter attack you with that offense tarasenko can be dangerous ryan o'reilly's a, a maniac in the playoffs and then like they're they're strong defensively as well so the one thing I will say is that this year St. Louis has really struggled with the goals against per game. They're 19th in the NHL with goals against. So it's going to be a little difficult for them to try and defend the likes of McKinnon, Rantanen, and then Kadri is going to be let loose. 
it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a full on, full on war. And then mm-hmm. you got uh, David Perron, who just recently got put onto the COVID protocol list. So that is a big blow to St. Louis's offense. I'm not yeah. quite sure like how they're going to try and like fill that hole. Jaden Schwartz can be clutch. I'm pretty sure he's, uh, he's been, he's been pretty solid this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Falk has a... taken a big step this year as well for the blues. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say that um, Jane Schwartz has been a pretty solid player for a number of years now. I really, I really like him as a player personally. I've, yeah. uh, I've always, you know, I've always, he's always been one of those guys that I would take in a heartbeat on the Leafs if they didn't have just oodles and oodles of wing, winger depth, you know, like, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to reiterate what you were saying, I know St. Louis plays a very heavy playoff game and they're a very, uh, they're a strong team all around. And I think they'll be able to put up a fight against Colorado, but you're right. A six, I think when Colorado wing in six is probably a safe pick just because Colorado is finished as the best team in the NHL this year. And yeah, it's just, yeah, I, they've got that. They've just got such an exciting team. They're super fast and they've added to their defensive core this year. Grubauer has been incredible. Um, I, I, I yeah, I, I can see Colorado winning that series, but it would be in six games. I think the consensus for the uh, Vesna trophy is Vasilevsky, but Philip Grubauer is absolutely in that conversation as well. Like yeah. if you were to win it, I don't think many people would be surprised. He's been no. a huge part of Colorado's success. And then yeah. you get an addition like Devon Tace, who leads Colorado in time on ice with 24 minutes. That's huge. That's, that's big time minutes yeah. for them. So, mm-hmm. and I, I had him on my fantasy team this year. He's, he was a really sneaky pickup. Um, yeah, especially if you've got, uh, if you've got hits and blocks yeah. enabled as stats, like he's, he's good for that. The one thing. Okay. So here's, here's why I, I'll say five games, five games for Colorado. Okay. okay. Is because McKinnon has been stuck on the hump for so long. He's been stuck there for so long. And then you've got Rantanen as well. Two superstars for Colorado. St. Louis has a star in Ryan O'Reilly. And that's kind of it. Jordan Bennington mm-hmm. is super hot and cold. And he's he's just a basket case. And um, St. Louis's defense, it's okay. Like, Tory Krug is bad defensively. It's just a fact. He's bad defensively. Um Colton Pareko is pretty good. Like he's, he's a, he's a beast on defense. Uh, Justin Falk is taking a big set for them, but I don't think that's enough because there's Kale McCarr. There's Devontae's McKinnon, Rantanen, and then they've got the better goalie. So I yeah. think like four games or five games, my choice is five because St. Louis still has weapons and they've still got a pretty good team overall. Mm-hmm. Colorado's just overall better. They're yeah. they're just an overall better team. Mm-hmm. So then moving on though, okay? So moving on, we've got Vegas and Minnesota. Hobson, what are you thinking here? Is this going to be a runaway pick as well like a lot of people are saying? I wouldn't again, I wouldn't call it a runaway pick, but I do think it's going to be a bit of an easier series for Vegas. I've got them winning in in 5 games. And the only reason I say that is because I've been super impressed with Minnesota's team this year. Don't get me wrong. I think they've done a great job of really shedding the notion that they're a fucking retirement home and that they're, they've done a good job of kind of like handing the torch of the core from the Parises and the suitors to guys like uh, Kaprizov and uh, Jordan Greenway and um, 
Nino Niederreiter and all these new guys that are kind of, they're playing more of like an exciting fast paced style of hockey. Now, having said that, um, I think just their lack of experience is going to bite them this year. I mean, yeah, sure. Fair. Minnesota, they've got, they, they've got Parise and Suter. Like we said, like they've got some experience, but again, those guys are not the ones leading the team. Like I said, they've kind of passed the torch onto the younger guys. And I think that they're, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I don't think any of Vegas's wins are going to come as blowouts, but ultimately in the end, I think Vegas, and it it still feels fucked to say this because Vegas has only been an NHL team for what, four years now. So it's like, yeah, four years Four, yeah. So 18, 19. Yeah. Fuck. It's been four years at this point. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it feels weird to say that they've, they, they're more experienced, but they literally are like they they've made the playoffs every single year since they entered the league. And now they've added an Alex Petrangelo on the back end. They've got stellar goaltending and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Lehner. And truth be told, I just, uh, I, I, I see the, I see Vegas being a little bit of a wake up call for Minnesota and just yeah. sort of, huh. I, I, I don't want to say like, again, I got, when I say wake up call, I don't mean that Minnesota is going to get their clocks cleaned. But I definitely do think that the experience is going to uh, kind of overshadow Minnesota's. And I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not confident enough in Vegas to call it a sweep. Having said that, I think it's going to be probably five games. They remind me a little bit of, just for context, they remind me a little bit of the uh, Minnesota anyways. They remind me a little bit of the 2016-17 Leafs. There it is. Yeah. There it is right there. Yeah. Kind of passing absolutely. the torch to the younger guys as the core. And the Leafs, like, the Leafs took it to Washington. They took it to six games. But ultimately, when you've got Washington score, they've been in the playoffs year in and year out since like the late 2000s, essentially, like, you know, your, your, your lack of experience can only take you so far. So I, yeah. I, I see, I see Minnesota probably losing in five games, but I think that they'll uh, come back hungrier next year. Well, cause like the only way to gain experience on how to win is by winning. And when you don't know how to close out games in the playoffs and when you've never been there before, it's, it's hard to understand when you have to turn up the intensity. Meanwhile, you probably should have that intensity at a thousand miles an hour. Right. So um, I think five is probably about right because like Vegas has been there before they've been in the cup final. They, they're, they're not in the playoffs for fun. This is not house money Mm -hmm. for them. They're in there for blood. Yeah. And you look at like some of the, some of the matchups here, like Alex Peterangelo, he's averaging 24 minutes a night. That's a lot of minutes. And then Jonas Brodeen is averaging 22 minutes a night. And he's, he's kind of like their best defenseman. I don't know. Like it's kind of like a smorgasbord of best defenseman on, on Minnesota. Like yeah. you don't really know who's number one. You can say Jared Spurgeon, but is he your captain, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, and then you look at the goaltending Cam Talbot's had a really impressive redemption year this year and uh, 19 wins for him versus Marc-Andre Fleury, who doesn't understand the time uh, to age pretty much. Yeah. 26 Cam, wins. So, yeah. And I was just going to say, if Cam Talbot falters, they've also, uh, they've got a pretty solid young rookie in Capo Kakinen to look to as well. So I well, like the goaltending if, depth. If, if Flurry falters, they've got Laner. So exactly. there you go. Exactly. So, and then like you look at the leaders, like the, the point leaders for each team's Kirill Kaprizov has got 27 goals. So he's going to be a big problem for Vegas to deal with. But then that kind of, it kind of just, 
disappears a little bit after him. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Fiala is pretty solid. Uh, Joel Erickson Eck is he's up and coming, but he's not Kirill Kaprizov, right? Yeah. And um, Zach Parise is, you know, he's washed pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, Jer- Jordan Greenway, I think. If he can really get his feet going in this series, he could be a big problem against oh, yeah. Vegas. Like oh, yeah. he's 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 a truck. He's six foot six and he's two hundred plus pounds. I was banging the drum of Jordan Greenway <laughs> to the Toronto Maple Leafs for the longest time, but here they are in the playoffs. I think I think if Greenway can get his feet going in this series, he's going to be a big difference maker for Minnesota. But then, yeah. like you look at Minnesota or uh, you look at Vegas. Mark Stone, he's a psychopath. He's an absolute psychopath. And then uh, Max Pacioretty, guy's crazy. So it's going to be really difficult for Minnesota to try and contain Vegas because Vegas is there for blood. They're not there for fun. It's not house money. Um, I think think five games because like Vegas, they just have an extra ounce of experience, an extra ounce of depth. It's just all around. They're yeah. a much they're, they're more better matched stable. up for it. Yeah, they're better matched up for a win. Or I mean, uh, they 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 match up better against Minnesota. I would say than like, Minnesota does against Vegas. Yeah, if that makes well, any sense. And then like Vegas, Vegas has Chandler Stevenson, um, Jonathan Marchessault, William Carlson, and then Minnesota's number one centerman is Joel Erickson Eck. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, um, fair enough. So it's just, uh, it's, it's interesting to see, like, it, would I be surprised if this series goes seven, not entirely based no. on how Minnesota plays, no. but I'm expecting five games. Yeah. I would say the same. Like I, when, when I, when I make my predictions, they're just predictions. That's all it's are. That, that, that's yeah. all it is. Like I said, yeah. anything can happen in the playoffs and especially yeah. Minnesota, who knows, they could find a different gear and they could use that new young core of theirs and really tire the tire Vegas out. But yeah, that's what that, that's the beauty of predictions, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So then moving on. Okay. So to the discover central division, you know no. what? I, I I understand why it's ethically ethically correct, but I still get a kick out of saying the sponsor along with the, oh yeah of the sponsor along with the with mass the uh, name of the division yeah what is that the mass mutual east division yeah and then, and you've then got the, the Honda, Honda west the west and then the Scotia north I love that I don't know why that's funny to me but it is Anyways. well it's it's just it's one of those things where like the NHL is like all right we got to make money somehow let's sell exactly. the rates to the division. Yeah, Let's and people were people were mad about that too, and it's like, who the fuck cares? The NHL's like, how does that money. affect like, you at all? Like, uh, okay. And anyways, that's a that's a conversation for a different <laughs> episode. Who do you got first in the central, Mark? Fire, hit me with it. Look, this is Carolina versus Nashville, oh, and um, Car versus Nish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cal versus Nashville or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. However, Elliot Friedman does it. Um, so no he yeah he would do he would do cna versus nas yeah something that's what he would that's what something he would wild do. <laughs> so uh right. it i find it hilarious that um adam wild was banging the drum like oh nashville's not making it dallas is making it and this is this is why we play the game you just oh. never know who's making the playoffs shanna clan podcast throwing shade at adam wild yeah. eh? <laughs> Yes. yes. Well, he's never going to be a guest on the show, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, nope. no. um, 
But uh, like you, you look at this series though. I think it's gonna be a sweep. It's a. It's a I hate sweep. to say I hate to say it, Mark, because I don't want to agree with you on every single one. But I think it's gonna be a sweep as well. And the only reason I say that is because between Nashville and Dallas. I mean, you were going to have the last team to clinch in the central division was going to scrape themselves in. And I just think Carolina's done so much this year to improve their team. And I think that they've got the best, one of the best goaltending tandems at the very least in the NHL with Mrazek and uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. Apparently good enough that the NHL decided to include both of those guys in the top 16 power rankings, but conveniently <laughs> forget about a guy that went 17-2-2 two two this year. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, that's a conversation for a different episode again. Um, but yeah, Carolina is just a much more well-rounded team and they've just been overall such a better team this year. Nashville really doesn't do anything for me. I know people are saying, oh, you know, Nashville's been, they, they, they've been on a hot streak heading into the playoffs and yeah, they've got momentum, but do I see them putting up much of a fight against Carolina? No, I don't. And who knows? Maybe that take away horribly. Like I've said a million times on this pod and in the past and just in general, there's nothing is ever a given in the playoffs and it's hard to make predictions because anything can happen. How many people do you think predicted that Columbus would beat Tampa Bay a couple years ago, let alone sweep them? I'm going to keep going back to that as an example, as a reference point. Like point is point is like, I don't think Carolina or sorry. I don't think Nashville really is going to put up much of a fight against Carolina. Carolina has just been such a, such an incredible team this year. They've really, really done a lot to improve their roster as a whole over the past couple of years. They've got one of the, one of the best, if not the best defensive cores in the NHL. Like I said, they've got a great goaltending tandem and you know what? I know that we've seen teams in the past win Stanley cups off of offense and having an electric forward core, but ultimately the saying still stands offense wins games, defense wins championships. And Carolina has got an elite defensive core and an elite goaltending tandem. So I, I, I don't see Nashville really putting out much of a fight in this series. So I'd have to agree with you. I'd, I'd say it's a sweep. Well, cause like the, uh, the example that you brought up between Tampa and Columbus, I simply don't see that happening based on who's coaching Carolina because Rod Brindamore will actually oh, like, yeah, yeah, kill yeah. a man to, no, no, to no, make no, no, his yeah, team I, win. I, I, I didn't mean it's possible we could see Nashville sweep Carolina. Oh, yeah. I just directly went against that by, by making my prediction that Carolina would sweep Nashville. But point the point that I was trying to make is that you can't predict anything in the playoffs. So it's it, it could end up aging horribly. But yeah, I, uh, I, I've got much higher hopes for, for Nashville. And they're sorry for Carolina in this series than Nashville. Well, because like you look at their their head-to-head stats from the season and it's it's kind of it's a little daunting for predators fans to look at because like carolina beats them in every single category listed point percentage face-off wins penalty kill power play goals against per game goals for game uh and then you look at the hurricanes point leaders sebastian ajo's got 57 points and then Roman Yossi has 33 leading the entire Nashville team in points. So I think that's a very concerning stat for the Predators going into the playoffs. It's it's hard to win games when you can't score goals. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. His Kelly Yarncroak leads Nashville with 13 goals. And Sebastian Ajo leads Carolina with 24. It's very hard to win games. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up. 
Nashville's leading goal scorer has only 13 goals. Yes. Oh boy, I had no idea about that. I thought Philip Forsberg would have had more than him for sure. I think he might have gotten injured. Yeah, I know he was injured for a bit, but still, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to being a Leaf fan and watching Austin Matthews score 40 goals in 56 games. But like, or Matthews makes it look easy, played. man. He does. He does. It's not a fair comparison, but still, it's just. I I would have thought that they would have had someone with at least 20 goals on their team. Like, that's... I'm gonna search up Philip Forsberg right now. Do it right now. Um, yeah, 12 goals. 12 goals for Philip Forsberg. 32 points in 39 games. So there Holy you go. Holy yikes um yeah it's kind of hard to win games when you can't score um and then a lot of people are going to be like well nashville won their last two games against carolina so therefore you can no carolina mailed it in they don't care about you guys they're gonna turn up the dial and you guys won't be able to handle a single play from them like (laughs) this this series is over it's it's done it's over clip this whatever send it to your friends this will be hilarious if Nashville somehow pulls out the win. There's the absolutely no way. Carolina's got the better goaltending, the better defense, and the better offense. That like there's too much, and then the better coaching. Why bring <laughs> Mark, we are like we are going to clip this, and if for whatever reason Nashville ends up winning, we might have another thumbnail with you with you dressed as a clown. That's second okay. time <laughs> i feel like no, i feel I, like i'm on your side for this though i don't think that i don't think nashville stands a chance okay so honest. the next next clown thumbnail should be you because of your george springer take uh mark this is a hockey episode buddy we should uh <laughs> oh yeah maybe deflect, stay, maybe stay on topic okay, here. Okay, oh, okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay so anyway switching gears though we're still in the central division and this matchup is going to be a scorcher it's going to be hot. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be fast moving, fast pace, quick, lightning quick. You got to be fast. Your reflexes have to be kind of like a cat. I'm talking Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. This matchup is going to be one for the ages. So much animosity, so much hatred, so much rivalry, so much passion, so much grit, so much skill. Thompson, what do you Florida. what do you think, man? Never seen before. Um, so I I think that this series is going to end in seven games in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I I feel I truly feel bad for Florida because <laughs> they have been an incredible team this year. They've really taken another gear. I think Alexander Barkov deserves to be looked at as one of the premier players in the NHL. And he proved that this year. Uh, they've got an offense from all over the place. Carter fucking Berhage is a <laughs> solid contributor for them. Legend. legend. Um, having said that, I, I, I think they're suffering a little bit from Leaf syndrome in the Atlantic division in the sense that they have to play Tampa Bay in the first round, despite being one of the better teams. So, you know, I, I, I just, I, like I said, I feel bad for Florida and I think it's going to be a very tight series, but in the end, I have a very, very hard time imagining that a Tampa Bay team that's all of a sudden gaining Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov hmm. is going to lose in the first round. I just don't see it happening. And uh, Florida, I think it's going to take it to Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a barn burner until the very end. But I think ultimately Tampa Bay is going to come away victorious in this one. It's going to be a bloodbath, man, because like, 
the Panthers acquired Sam Bennett, who's been an absolute nightmare for opposing teams. The dude's got 15 points in 10 games. No one saw that coming. He was considered a bad player by analytics and by the eye test by a lot of scouts and a lot of people on Twitter. And uh, suffice to say, the dude's been lighting it up in, in FL. So um, here's the thing with Florida though. Like they're, they're chippy. They, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be giving it their all against Tampa. They're going to push them. They're going to push them really hard. The one question I have though, is who is starting for Florida? In that? There, there's two goalies that you can start. There's there's two goalies, Drieger or Bobrovsky, Spencer Knight's unexper- inexperienced. So the thing is, it's like Drieger's been phenomenal this year, but you kind of have to make your money's worth out of Bobrovsky. I was, I was literally just going to say that. Like you could go, you could turn to either one of them because they've been very similar this year. But ultimately, in the end, if Bobrovsky, if Bobrovsky is making $10 million, and I know that when it comes to the playoffs, you don't start a guy just because he's making more money. If that were the case, the Leafs would be starting Frederick Anderson in game one. <gasps> um, having said that, in a situation like this one where Bobrovsky and Drieger are both kind of like, they both kind of had good seasons and their stats aren't like too off, far off from each other. I would probably start Bobrovsky in game one, but keep him on a short leash. Like if he falters, you know, you've got Drieger you can turn to. So I think the Panthers are going to use that, uh, that whole tandem notion to their expect uh, to their uh, benefit this year. Well, and the one thing where I think that Florida is going to get heavily exposed is that uh, Florida's number one defenseman, Aaron Ekblad is out of this series. Yeah. And he's a big minute muncher. He averages 25 minutes a night. So that's a, that is a significant yeah. hole that Florida has got to cover. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for Ekblad. For, that was a, just a garbage injury. It's a huge oh. loss for them. Toronto's been through that with uh, Polak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary injury, man. Scary. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks way worse than it really is, but it still ends up bad. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, it's like this dude's leg is just mangled. It's gone. Uh-huh. It just yeah, it amputated. Sucks because Polak was actually having a great series up until that injury, too. <laughs> He like, was, he was. You don't, you don't, you don't find yourself uh, saying that sentence too often, but yeah, Roman Polak was one of their better defensemen in that playoff series against Washington. And it sucked to see him get injured because he was doing a great job. What could have been if he stayed healthy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who? Yeah. Who, who friggin' knows? So then um, Hobson, what are you saying? Game seven? Game seven. Game seven, Tampa. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say, I'll say game six, Tampa. Okay. Oh, I'll say I'll say Game Six Tampa only because Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Braden Point, Vasilevsky—they've been there before. They know how to turn it up. Florida's never been there before. They have no idea how to turn it up. Well, like they—they they made the playoffs last year, but not really made the playoffs. You know, like they were mm-hmm. in the qualifier, but they didn't win against New York Islanders. Yeah. So Tampa—they're just gonna put it, turn it up so many notches and florida won't be able to keep up like Mm -hmm. if here's the thing though quinville coached against tampa in 2015 he coached against them he coached against john cooper and quinville's jonathan taze is going to be barkov this series Mm -hmm. yep he's gonna need every ounce of barkov to get going and he's gonna need whichever goalie he chooses to be a brick wall and then that defense has to be as strong as possible. Otherwise, they're gone in five. They're gone in yeah. four. 
because you you got Kucherov who's been ready for the past month, like he he's been ready for the past month, and then Stamkos is coming back. You you even take those two away from Tampa, Tampa's still winning. Mm-hmm. Like Braden Point, come on, like yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so so my pick is Tampa in six games. I think that's I think that's generous for Florida, if you ask me. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the summary for it for, from me. So then we're going to the mass mutual East division. Now this series is already underway. So regardless of being dated, you can date your sister, but you can't date your lead sort of thing. Okay. Tom Um, Otto. (laughs) uh, This series is a, it's, it's a polarizing one. Suffice to say, it's something that a lot of rival fans are watching from afar with a lot of hatred, a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety because, well, certain players shouldn't be playing. And this series involves the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. Tom Mm -hmm. Wilson, Brad Marchand, two villains, two super villains going at it. And now you've got Boston who added Taylor Hall for peanuts on the dollar. Is he going to have a good season or a series? And then you look at Boston's goaltending, Tuka Rask, uh, James Swayman. Is it James Swayman? Jeremy. Jeremy Swayman. Jeremy Swayman. And yeah. then Yaroslav Halak. But then you look at Washington's goaltending, they're now down to Craig Anderson. Mm-hmm. Hobson, what are you thinking? How many games? <sighs> this is a really tough one for me. But I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, and when I say stick to my guns, I mean stick to the pick that I made in my head before we recorded this. Okay. I am going to say Washington and seven because it's it's Ooh. it's kind of fucked that we're, we're we're I'm saying that and we're seeing Craig Anderson being Washington's only option left between the pipes. But if there's any goalie in the NHL that knows playoff magic, it's Craig Anderson. <laughs> oh and, man, you're telling me. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I just I like I like Washington's team more. And as much as I hate to say it, cause I know we just ripped Tom Wilson apart in our previous video. And I know we've all been ripping Tom Wilson on social media. I think he's going to be a crucial part of Washington's success. He scored the first goal of the playoffs yesterday. So yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. I think, well, I think it's going to be a barn burner, just like the Tampa Bay, Florida series. Um, but ultimately I think Washington's going to come victorious in the end. And I think that they're going to do it in seven games. I think I think that'd be so funny for Washington to be Boston based on the fact that Boston acquires Taylor Hall. That and would then be they hilarious. Lose. <laughs> I'm not going to outright say I'm hoping for that, but you know, but... as a league fan, I never want to see Boston do well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Um, I just I know that Craig Anderson's got that really stupid ability to just all right, I'm good. I'm not allowing anything tonight. He's got that ability, but he's 40 years old. If not yeah, 40, 40. He's, he's absolutely close. I just think that up. like Boston, you got Marshawn, you got Bergeron, you got Krejci, you got Taylor Hall. Jake DeBrus can be a bit of a jerk in the playoffs. I think there's just David Pasternak says hello. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> How did I forget that? um uh, he's 39 he, was, he actually craig anderson actually turns 40 in five days so 
So here's here's the thing though. Like you look at Boston's defense, Matt Grizzle Grizzlick. Grizzlick, Gr- yes, you Matt got it. Grizzlick. Grizzlick. I finally got it for the first time in my life. I'm gonna celebrate. Yeah. Um <laughs> shotgun a beer live on the pod right now. Like Charlie McAvoy's He's solid. He's a very good defenseman, averaging 23 minutes a night. And uh, he's taken a big step this year. And he can chalk that mentorship up to Zdeno Chara, big teacher in his life. And then, like, Boston's defense, like, it's Grizzlick, McAvoy, Brandon Carlos, solid. Like, he's he's a good, like, he's kind of like Chara light, which is ironic. Uh, and then after that, I... I can name Kevin Miller and then John Jeremy Moore. Jeremy Lozon. Is that a yeah. forward or is that a defenseman? No, he's a defenseman. There you go. Right? But then like with, with Washington, you've got John Carlson, Dimitri Orlov, two very good defensemen. Mm-hmm. Brendan like, and Dylan. Brendan Dillon. Like they're 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 just I don't know. They're they're better. <laughs> you can just better. say better. They're, they're better. They're better. They're better. They're better. There you because go. John John Carlson's got a, a strong defensive game, but then he's a phenomenal puck mover. And then Brendan Dillon shuts it down. And then Dmitry Orlov is kind of like that two-way kind of kind of presence. Physical, blocks a lot of shots, moves the puck pretty well. And then you've got Ovechkin who's got a cannon of a shot, who knows how to turn it up in the playoffs. He's won the cup. And then Nick Backstrom, also a very good centerman. And then Evgeny Koknetsov. So I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? Koknetsov? Yes, I enjoyed uh, yeah. that. <laughs> so I think I think this series is going seven games for sure. 100% it's going seven because it's going to be a dogfight. Boston's defense sucks. Washington's goaltending is questionable. Uh, it's questionable. But Craig Anderson's got that ability you know, just to suck up pucks and just do you know what would be the in. do you know what would be the ultimate Cinderella story in these playoffs? What if Craig Anderson somehow went down with an injury or something and the Caps dressed Henrik Lundqvist and he came back mid playoffs and just stole the show? Could you imagine that? And won a cup? <laughs> oh. Buddy, oh my Ooh. lord, I can't even begin to fathom the fucking headlines we'd see from that. Oh the, boy. The story of all stories. I would love story it. I, I would love stories. to see. I'm here for that. So you say seven games, but who's your who's your pick to win? Uh, uh man. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh geez. This is hard because like Washington's got Anthony Mantha as well. They mm. stack up really well to Boston. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just. Huh. <laughs> this is hard, man. This is so hard. I'm gonna choose Boston. Just for the for the purpose of disagreeing with me, finally. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we can't be agreeing on every single pick. I like that because no. you know what? You're right. The Washington Boston series is a toss up. Either team it's can a take toss it. Up. Um, well, because like Bergeron knows how to turn it up. Marshawn knows how to turn it mm-hmm. up. Pasternak knows how to turn it up. Taylor Hall's in the fold and he's looked great. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm choosing Boston because That's they've fair. got Tuka Rask who who's pretty freaking good. So mm-hmm. um yeah, that's that's my pick. I'm going with Boston. I'm going with Boston. Right on. There you so go. So then Pittsburgh versus New York. This one. This this is a series of 
all series because this is the one thing you look at Sidney Crosby's split stats and you think it's a be a pro character on rookie mode. His, his career stats against the New York Islanders are something I, I don't think I've ever been able to do, even with my own be a pro mode on NHL. Um, <laughs> Crosby's played like 70 games against New York Islanders. And he's got like 120 career points against the New York Islanders. So that alone tells you if he can turn it up, if he can get going against the Islanders, Islanders are in trouble. But here's the thing. We've just seen it in game one. The Islanders, they won it. At the time of this recording, the Islanders won game one against the Penguins two about two hours ago. Yeah, four so. to three in overtime. Yeah. Kyle Palmieri. And you know what? I got a buddy who's a Pens fan and he's just fuming because Kyle Palmieri scored two goals in 17 games in the regular season for the Islanders <laughs> and then scored two goals tonight, including the overtime winner. So Playoffs are a different besides, beast, man. They are. They are. They really are a different beast. Um, you know, I the Islanders piss me the fuck off because I yeah. look at their roster and it's just like, how are you guys so good every year? like i don't care you know whatever the trap system whatever the fuck like if you don't have any star power i mean sure you've got matt barzal he's a great player sure you've got like i'm fucking drawing a blank here else you got anders lee brock nelson (laughs) anthony beauvillier like i i know these guys are good players but like i just when you stack that up against crosby malkin fucking jeff carter brian rust all these guys kapanen yeah kapanen's been great for pittsburgh this year i just cancel Gensel, yeah, I, I just Chris missed Letang. him like you missed Pasternak. Yeah, when you stack them Ryan up against Dumbledore. Pittsburgh, when you stack them up against Pittsburgh, it just makes no sense how the Islanders have been so good against them in the playoffs in recent years. So it's like, you know what? Like every year I always bet against the Islanders and I'm going to keep <laughs> doing it until they finally fucking lose because I'm not supporting them. I don't see how the... And you know what? Maybe this is just, maybe this is just shining a light on how shit my hockey takes are. <laughs> but... Uh. You know, I just don't understand how – I don't care how well coached they are. I don't care how good defensively and how, how good they are at the trap style. I don't understand how they do so well in the playoffs this year. I think with Jeff Carter, he's an, he's a hell of an addition as like – not just as like a forward contributor, but also just as like a guy who's been there before. And not that the Pens really need that because Crosby and Malkin and Latang have all won cups together. But – I just see, I, I, I see Pittsburgh finally winning this year. I, th- I, I would go Pittsburgh in finally winning, so, finally by- beating the Islanders. I should say. There you go. <laughs> not, not winning, it, winning. No, 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 not, not, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. Pittsburgh <laughs> finally beating the Islanders. I'd say in seven games they will. Yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, here's the thing with the playoffs: the rule book is thrown out. The clutch and grab rears its ugly face time and time again in the in the playoffs and that's when the trap comes out the clutch and grab comes out the holding the hooking the slashing not not so much the slashing but the holding the hooking um the interference tends to happen a little more and you got to go with the teams that are a little better at that kind of game than the other teams and the new york islanders just play that style to a fiddle they play it like that's their game and then they're stronger defensively. And then the goaltending is a little more stable. They led the NHL with shutouts a season with 10. 10? I want to I say Semyon Varlamov got 10 shutouts this year. 10? Uh, I, uh, yeah. 
So oh, Varlamov? Varlamov, yeah. He had a phenomenal year. <laughs> phenomenal year. I couldn't even say that. I I, I, I didn't even notice a fumble year. there. Anyways. <laughs> I, I think I had a stroke. So what's your what's your final prediction then for that? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Islanders in six. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna say the Islanders in six because yeah. they just they know how to pick pick away at other teams' defense. Well, no, they, they know how to like go shell, you know, um, what's they know how to metapod mm-hmm. really well. You know, they just yeah. use Harden, 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 and then all of a sudden their defense is at a point where they can counterattack the other team's defense. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get their offensive chances, and that's how they win. So I'm going New York Islanders in six games. I think okay. that's a okay. pretty safe pick. And then moving on, we're getting cold now. We're moving up north. We're going north of the border here. And this one's a bit of a chilly matchup. We've got Edmonton versus Winnipeg. This is a matchup that makes you feel certain things, makes you feel certain emotions. South of the belt, I don't know. Like, you got McJesus, you got Hellebuck, you got this, you got that. Leon Dreisaitl. Hobson, what are you thinking, man? So, Winnipeg is 2-7-0 and against Edmonton this year. They've got Connor Hellebuck, who can turn it on at any time and be Vesna Connor Hellebuck. They've got Nick Ehlers, who I'm not sure. I know he's injured right now. I'm not exactly sure when he's supposed to return, yeah. but he's been a pivotal part of their offense this year. Um, they've got guys like Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, Peter Luke Dubois, who have all been, especially Dubois, have all been nightmares in the playoffs. <laughs> but is that enough? And is the Winnipeg Jets defense enough to hold that Connor McDavid and Leander Eisidel? No. No. Um, I am going to go Winnipeg or geez, no, not Winnipeg. I'm going to go Edmonton <laughs> in six this year because I think Winnipeg with Hellebuck and the guys I just listed, I think that'll be enough to at least pepper the score sheet a little bit. And at the very least scrape away a win or two of their own, but I don't think they'll be able to handle McDavid just like the tune's been all year. I don't think they'll be able to hold them off the score sheet and I think he is going to uh, lead the Edmonton Oilers to a six-game playoff series and win against the Oilers. I mean, Jesus, against the Jets. My bad. <laughs> here's here's yeah, Connor McDavid is going to beat his own team. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, maybe if they lose. And he's going to sign in Toronto long-term at league minimum. Oh, yeah, that's a dream. Um, <laughs> you, look at, you look at the Oilers, you look at Winnipeg, Winnipeg's defense is, eh, you know, it's, bleh. Mm-hmm. and like, that's, that's pretty much all I've got. You could say it's, high, it's highly suspect. It's yes. Yes. Like Josh Morrissey and that's it. <laughs> like Dylan yeah. DeMello's okay. Like he's, he's pretty solid. Neil Pionk. Neil Pionk's pretty good. Okay. Uh-huh. He's actually pretty solid, but. Are they going to be able to withstand a Connor McDavid barrage of offense for four to seven games? Uh-huh. I don't think so. They've proven it in the pl- in the regular season. They can't. They simply can't. Uh-huh. And Connor, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, fucking, I'm tired. <laughs> That's all good. It's okay. You're not boring me. I promise. I would have yawned <laughs> if I was sitting here by myself. Anyways, That's okay. Uh, so then you got. Connor Hellebuck, 
who is a Vesna caliber goalie, but trying to stop Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl for four to seven games, I think that's borderline impossible. Connor McDavid's got 105 points. That alone mm-hmm. tells you that like he's going to be too much for Winnipeg. He's going to be way too much for Winnipeg. Yeah. And people were like, oh yeah, but like, what about Edmonton against Chicago last year? Yeah, what about it? Edmonton's a year older. He's he's got a little more maturity, and he's he's taking another step. He's making the NHL look easy, mm-hmm. in which it is absolutely not. So I'm I'm thinking Edmonton in five games, based on like Ooh, the lack okay, of defense okay. that Winnipeg plays. Winnipeg's bad defensively, man. Like Shifley, he's bad defensively. Kyle Connor, he's horrible defensively. So. I think I think McDavid's going okay. to really expose him. Okay. So Good it's take. gonna be it's gonna be hard for Connor Hallebuck to try and shut that down. It's gonna mm-hmm. be super hard. Like Blake Wheeler and Shifley are big bodies on the forecheck, but that's that's not enough against Edmonton. No. Edmonton, who's got that quick turn offense with McDavid, who can just go on a rush at any given point and score. Yeah. At any You're given right. point. So. It's Edmonton and five. I give Winnipeg one game because if you can, you got to shut... figure Hellebuck's going to steal a game at some point. Like if you can slow McDavid down, you won't stop him. Uh, Toronto did though. So Ooh. hang your hats on that. Yeah. Um, if you can slow McDavid down for a game, you'll beat Edmonton because mm-hmm. their lines after that are bad. They're very yeah. bad. So Winnipeg will get a game. I'm pretty sure of that, but they're not gonna they're not gonna win the series. That that is a guarantee. As a right. luxury guarantee. There you go. So that brings us the Coupe uh, de Vivance. I don't even know what that means. Um, the the art, the Magnus Opum. No, what mm-hmm. is it? The art of the NHL's playoffs. <laughs> the moneymaker, if you will. The big breadwinner, the matchup that brings home the bacon. This one has been in, in, in wanting, in need of since 1979. Hobson, Toronto Maple Leafs are now facing the Montreal Canadiens for the very first time since 1979. And now we've got something so spectacular that we've never seen before. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. This Leafs team has never seen talent like that in its entire franchise history. Do they have what it takes to beat the Montreal Canadiens? Your thoughts? Yes, they do. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Leafs are their own worst enemy. And the only way they lose this series is if they shoot themselves in the foot. That's the only way they lose the series because I look at their offense. We don't even have to ask the question of if, if who's, whose offense is better. We don't have to ask the question. The Leafs' offense is better a mile away. Sure, the Habs may be a little bit better defensively. They may be a little more physical. But the Leafs this year, compared to last year, have the pieces on the defensive court, and they've got the physicality to, at the very least, hold their own against a team like Montreal, who thrives off of defense and physicality. Heading into game five against Columbus last year, the Leafs defensive core was what? It was Riley, Barry, Dermott, CeCe, Hall, Marinson. Something along the line, something along the lines of that. Yep. So now 
they don't have CC anymore. They don't have Marinson anymore. They don't have Barry. Don't have Barry anymore. They've replaced those guys with Justin. Sorry, with uh, Jake or holy fuck, with TJ Brody with Rasmus Sandin, and I just see them. I I, I just see. I don't. I don't see any way where the Leafs could lose this series unless they shoot themselves in the foot. They've been better in every single aspect this year. And you can even, you know, you could go ahead and make the argument if Carey Price goes on a heater, we know what playoff Price is like. That's great. But the Leafs are the best offensive team in the league. If the Leafs turn it on and they play the way they're, that we know that they're capable of playing, I don't see any way they lose the series to Montreal. And I will say, if they somehow do manage a first-round loss for the fucking fifth year in a row or whatever you want to call it against Montreal... I'm going to be out of answers, man. I don't know if I'll be able to do this podcast anymore. Like, what what will be the point? We can sit down. Everything, like, the spades are all lining up for the Leafs this year. The cards are all lining up, and they can go ahead, and they can, like, it, they can go on a run this year. So, I don't, I, I just, I, I straight up, like, I've made, I, I've said it in the past before, and even last year, like, you could argue that at the time, the Leafs should have been the team to beat Columbus in that five-game series. But even then, their defense was depleted, and they were still like, they were coming back to playing hockey from like, what, like a three month break. And again, I'm not using that as an excuse because every team has to go through that, but I just don't see any possible way the Leafs lose this series. I, I don't, I really don't. They've got, they, they tackled their defensive issues. They've tackled their goaltending issues. They've tackled their veteran niche, like their, their lack of leadership. They've got every single aspect on their team this year. And if they somehow lose to Montreal, I won't have anything left to say. They've got a full season under Sheldon Keefe. Keefe's implemented his systems right from the get-go. He had a proper training camp with them. I don't know how they lose. I don't. And if they do, I I, I, I might quit the podcast, Mark. I'm sorry. It's like, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying Leafs in six because I do think the Habs are going to be a thorn in their side and they're going to win a couple of these games. They're going to, I know Price is going to have at least one game where he's just unstoppable. And, you know, I'm sure they'll dress Cole Caulfield for a game and he'll score a hat trick or something like that. Something I just stupid. don't see any way the Leafs lose this series. So I'm, I'm saying Leafs in six has to be. So here's the thing. I, I'm very curious as to what the NHL's thinking was behind setting in a back-to-back in this series. Meanwhile, it's the only back-to-back across the NHL. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't. I thought I thought the Jets and Oilers had one, didn't they? Oh, maybe they do. I'll they check. might. I think because I remember reading something about how the North teams in in particular got bent. Oh yeah, but I might be wrong. Yep, yeah. yeah. Edmonton and Winnipeg have a back to back. Okay. Either way, yeah, North teams are getting fucked. Why is there a back to back in the playoffs? Because the I NHL see. wants to speed them up and get them get them on track at the same time as the other teams because they're they insist on having Calgary and Vancouver finish their last like three games against each other. Like, so then, okay, so what happens, what happens if like a central division team wins in four games, Carolina, Nashville, you know, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's going to be waiting regardless. There's going to be waiting regardless. Who cares? Just prolong the playoffs. Like you, they, they set a, they set a new day for the draft and for free agency and, um, they can't do that this time. They can't set back the draft a week. They can't set back free agency a week. They can't do that. The NHL is like, oh, 
we don't have any power here. It's laissez-faire, but here's the schedule. Screw yourselves. Shut up. Don't say anything. Bend over mm-hmm. and do as you please kind of thing. Like, what What gives the NHL the right to do that? I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like, so then for that back-to-back, do you go with Fred? It's like, if, if the Habs go Allen for that first night and then they go Price the next night, do, do the Leafs go I- with jack do they i don't think that's red does jack get the two like what what's happening i, I don't think i don't think that's a question that you can ask right now i think you have to reevaluate how the first three games go before you ask that question because if jack falters throughout the first three games and the game three is really bad then yes i think you give freddie a chance or if the leafs come in and they're up three nothing in the series then yes i think you give freddie a chance but if if it's tight, if Jack, say, loses a game and wins a game and then does really well in game three and you need the wins badly and you don't really want a chance throwing Freddie out to the Wolves for his for, for a playoff game, like right in, in the middle of crunch time, uh, I think that you would go with Jack in that situation on the back-to-back. So I think that's a question you have to ask after game three. Hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I just... You know, like why, why does the NHL do that? They never miss the, the an NHL opportunity to, to miss an opportunity. They never do. The NHL is just they're a joke at this point compared to other professional sports leagues. Like the way they, I don't know. We can we can tackle that later on. Well, okay. So like, here's the thing. Just taking a series, for example, the New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their game seven is May twenty eighth. And then Toronto's and Montreal's game seven is May 31st. That's three days. It's three days. Who cares? Who cares? NHL does apparently. Like uh, four days or five days. Who, who does it affect? Yeah, I agree. Who does it affect? You get an extra day of rest for your players. Don't you want full rested hockey? Don't you want full energy hockey? Cause that game four, excuse me. Sorry. The game four, like that's gonna be. I I think that's gonna be a sloppy game. Yeah, it will uh, be. It like, will be. it's gonna be tough to play. It, mm-hmm. And like, there are, there will be some serious injuries that happen. I think. So, what's your uh, final prediction for the series then? Toronto and six, because okay. Montreal will be on that crap. Uh, they'll they'll steal a few games here. Mm-hmm. Um. Do I think Montreal wins the series? Is there potential for it? Sure. Yeah, obviously. Um, because it's Montreal and they just have a have a reason to be ankle biters. Um, would I be surprised if Montreal wins this series? No, because Toronto has shown us this season that they can shit themselves. So that I'm really disappointed. I'm 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 disappointed that that aspect hasn't left this team. Because it's, that, it's been, like, it's decreased quite a bit though. Like, you yeah, don't like yeah. it, it's decreased. So we're making, we're making progress, baby steps, but uh, like, they, yeah, they I know what you mean. A one like, goal game. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They, they couldn't win a one goal game last year, but I know what you're saying. Like it, it is a little frustrating that we're even considering this being a possibility heading into the playoffs, but I think that they've, I think they've got a much better chance this year. And if, if not this year, then kind of a when situation, and signing Jumbo signifies that you're winning this year. You mm-hmm. kind of have to win this year. Otherwise, you've wasted a year of Jumbo's time. And 
you don't really you don't get that year back and Jumbo's probably retiring this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I think, I think Toronto has to win this series. Thank Otherwise you. there's going to be a fundamental change. I think there's going to be a core piece gone. 100%. Very well could be because like with it's, it's five years now and a potential of five years in a row of failure. Ooh, I I don't think that's going to sit well with Dubis or even ownership. I really don't think that's going to sit well with them because it's like, no. all right, so why? Uh-huh. Why why the failure? What's going on, guys? What's yeah. what's wrong? So it's it's a team defense thing and they just need to understand that yeah. Pressure is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Like you you d- you work for the right to have pressure, right? And the Toronto Maple Leafs have an enormous amount of pressure this year and they better own up to it. They better face the music and get the job done. Otherwise there's going to be a very, mm-hmm. very loud city about this team. <laughs> oh yeah. So, all uh, right. I, my, my prediction is Toronto in six and yeah. that's, that's it. There you go. So we'll revisit these predictions when the round is done, and mm-hmm. then um, we're gonna we're gonna predict the next rounds and the next rounds and the next rounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. Yeah, man. So I think that does that conclude the the show. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you've been tuning in for this this episode, thank you. We appreciate you guys. We love you. And uh, I really appreciate all the support and love that you guys have been giving us. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, this is, this is a fun hobby of ours. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to make a uh, mm-hmm. little time consuming with work, but that's okay. It's, it's all worth it in the end. All in good fun. So um, yeah, if you've been tuning in this far, thank you. Uh, let us know. We'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And I'm Lugsy here with Hobson. And this is the Shannon Clam Podcast. Take it easy. Peace out. Leafs. NHL. Rumors. Prospects. Answer. And everything in between. This is the Shannon Clam Podcast. With Hobbs and Lugsy.